We'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. All right, you guys, let's get started. It's a it's a live show. It's like an emergency podcast episode because uh, Henry Kissinger died. What's going on, you guys? Like, I thought you hated emergency podcast. I hate them, dude. It's so fucking cringe. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get something out. I think we just you need feel to compelled it to... to something not emergency podcast. <laughs> emergency shit post. Breaking news alerters. I don't know. Let's try to church it up. Yeah, right, so we don't have to be so overt with it. Should, should, do I need to list everybody, or does uh, everybody know the main, the fucking usual suspects by now? But I mean, we got Nick he him, we got Nat he him from the Collective Action Comics podcast. We got uh, People's Commissar for production. I don't know if you want to go by he him, but I'll I'll cut it out if you want to later. That it's probably better to leave the name out. <laughs> I'll cut it out. It's fine. Uh, we got Levi he him from the Intervention. We got myself Mikey him and Ward he him from Turn Leftist. And we got Evan, he, him, from Left of the Projector. We got everybody here tonight. But Nat has a good way okay, to start us off. Take it away. Okay. Oh, wait, do we, do okay. we not make it? Maybe he'll join us. Not yet, but maybe he'll drop in. All right. So I'm reading a book called The Pinochet File by Peter Cornblue. I think that's how you say his name. And I decided, for no reason in particular tonight, to look up Henry Kissinger in the index of a book called The Pinochet File. Henry Kissinger is uh, mentioned on page 1, on page 6 through 7, on page 10, on page 11, on page 17, on page 18, 19, 84, 85, 86, 87, 95, 101, 110, 116, 140. 116 and 140 are in bold because they're about him. 219, 222, 225, 230, 31, 237. He is mentioned on more pages than I can say in a reasonable amount of time, and he even gets extra mentions in the index because they note him in the notes section. This man destroyed the world. (laughs) Right? right? Yeah. He's more evil than Pinochet. I'm assuming this is a book that's favorable to Pinochet, right? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Jesus. I remember having a discussion with my dad saying, uh, I won't take anybody's takes on geopolitics seriously unless they can tell me what happened on September 11th. And he like started to nod sagely. And I said 1973. And his jaw hit the fucking floor. And he was like, what? <laughs> did, you guys see the, just... uh, did you guys see the ADL announcement? Celebration no. of Kissinger's death are proof positive of anti-Semitism on the left. Oh, no, God damn it. that's like an no, onion. That's bro. not real. That's why, that, that's why I just I... made that up. Fuck. You had me still going, dude. Too believable. <laughs> oh, my God. The real problem mm. is that the society, that's the society we can live in, is that I actually believe that. That's what the real problem is there, you guys. Not that I fell for it. <laughs> I had to look it up first to make sure that it wasn't real. Oh. Do you guys see in that Rolling Stone article that his fucking consulting firm was the one that actually confirmed his death? Not his family. His consulting firm. Does the he people have that family? really matter. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like four or five kids, I think. He's got family. I mean, he's got that, that really tall wife. To him. <laughs> oh, I don't know if they speak to him. But <laughs> Do you want to know what the actual ADL tweet is? Let's do it. Oh, God. All right. Henry Kissinger was a towering intellect diplomat, and practitioner who, not without controversy, helped shape American foreign policy with a lasting impact worldwide, a refugee from Nazi Germany and the first Jewish Secretary of State who was unapologetic about his heritage and his embrace of the importance of American global power and democratic values. 
Real Democrat. Mm-hmm. The word practitioner in there threw me off. Like, of what? Blood magic? <laughs> War crimes? Right. Got a lot of practice on those. Hey, man, the, he won a Nobel Peace Prize. Why are you giving him such a hard time? <laughs> Obviously a peaceful man. Yeah. Nobel piece of shit. You guys want me to read the HuffPost <laughs> article? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what does HuffPost have to say about this? Um, I mean, I'm going to skim through it, but like, let me skip to this part here. Kissinger's Kissinger accolades. died, vote blue. <laughs> <laughs> no, this Thank is Republican's fault. Vote blue. <laughs> vote blue now. Do you guys think that there will be like a the blue MAGA, like this was actually Dark Brandon's doing take, like he poisoned him or something? No, they're just going to shame us for fucking celebrating his death. Yeah, true. No, it's yep. even worse than that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's. I'm all pretty sure Father do. Time took Kissinger. I don't think there's any way around that. The man lived to be a hundred. Yeah. Even if he like was the... hit by a train, we could still say he died of old age. <laughs> that is like the dour note on all this, though, right? Like that this fucking scumbag who murdered millions of people gets to die a hundred, happy and fat in his own fucking bed. Mm-hmm. He was like... born when Lenin was still alive. God damn. I mean, so, so was Joe Biden, on. right? <laughs> Joe Biden's 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I don't see how, uh, how they framed it here. So they say Kissinger's accolades argue that honors like these are more than deserved. His accomplishments, including an, an opening of relations with China and detente with the Soviet Union, outweigh any abuses that helped make them possible. Oh, do they really? At the very least, they posit their abuses, or sorry, the abuses were a part of a cold calculation that, quote, Ensuring a nation's survival sometimes leaves tragically little room for private morality, as Robert D. Kaplan argued in 2013. Kissinger's defenders suggested even more death may have occurred if the U.S. had pursued a more morally grounded foreign policy instead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh... I wonder how the Vietnamese feel about that. That's like when they report on Nikki Haley, or not Nikki Haley, um, what's Samantha Power being forced to look away as, like, thousands and millions of Yemenis die or whatever. When she was um, at the UN, like, it's never our fault, right? It's it's never our fault. It's never the U.S. being bad. It's just the U.S. being not as good as it could be. I didn't know Christopher Hitchens wrote a book about him, the trial of Henry Kissinger. It must have been a while back. Back when he was a trot. Well, and alive. He's dead, right? Am yeah. I am I wrong about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I put the, my foot in the, the mouth Trotskyist so to neocon to dead in the ground pipeline. <laughs> We all end up there someday. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed to use his like his old photo on any of these. It should be that just him sitting in the chair, slumped over, like job of the hut. <laughs> I thought that picture was from his teenage years, though. <laughs> <laughs> the creepiest photo I've seen of Kissinger is him in like a a ballroom in like black tie dress, and then his, his Cruella Deville wife is like towering over him next to him, and she's like in this long black gown. She literally looks like um. Some kind of anime villain I'm not familiar with. I'm sorry. Um, I want to say like the Thin Man or some shit like you guys love. I don't know. I don't like anime. Mike's just pandering now. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Who is this? You guys? I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> it's like you it's guys bored. love. Was the only one that I know that will watch anime. <laughs> I like some anime. Even then, I'm not big into it. Same. I usually will do that to Sterling because Sterling's the other guy. Yeah, he's bigger than I am. Hmm. 
I'm reading they some did of say, these declassified documents from the book, and it is heartbreaking just hearing him like so, um, like, like just just the dispassion that he uses to report to the president about the Chilean coup is just so chilling. He's a bad man. I think I think we can all come to that conclusion. Terrible person. May he rot in hell. It's only a shame that he didn't believe in hell. <laughs> Just saw a tweet um, tallying all of his victims, or, or a lot of them, There's and so, so many more at the bottom. But it's um, 3 million plus Vietnamese, 2.5 million plus Cambodians, 200,000 plus Laotians, 3 million plus Bangladeshis, 10,000 plus Indians, 10,000 plus Pakistanis, 15,000 plus Egyptians, 3,500 plus Syrians, 6,500 plus Cypriots. I don't know how to say that one. Um, 40,000 plus Chileans, 30,000 plus Argentinians, 10,000 plus Zimbabweans, 60,000 plus Mozambicans, 900,000 plus Angolans, 11,000 plus Guinea-Bissauans. 300,000 plus East Timorans, 1 million plus Indonesians, 20,000 plus Western Saharans, 1.1 million plus Iraqis, and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's, so that's much fun. worse fucking, than the numbers I read out. It's fucking yeah. astounding, right? And like, we have to chalk this up. I know it's like a fucking meme on our side of things, but like, these are victims of capitalism, right? Like, you know, as much as it gets accused as like the victims of communism or like victims of an ideology which is all bullshit anyway, but like these are bona fide victims of an ideologically driven sociopath, right? Like this guy didn't kill just to kill. He killed for capitalism, killed for imperialism, right? Mm-hmm. Killed for U.S. steel. Hold up this uh, article in The Nation talking about Kissinger. And this is actually an older article. It's from June of uh, 20, this year. And they say, Henry Kissinger, war criminal, still large, still at large at 100. And this is when he was still alive. And they say, Henry Kissinger should have gone down with the rest of them. Haldeman, Ehrlichman, Mitchell, Dean, and Nixon. His fingerprints were all over Watergate, yet he, sur- yet he survived, largely by pr- playing the press. And they talk a little further on in the article about exactly what he did in Vietnam to continue the war going. Um, at the end of October, Kissinger told the Nixon campaign, they're breaking out the champagne in Paris. Hours later, President Johnson suspended the bombing. A peace deal might have pushed Hubert Humphrey, who was closing in on Nixon in the polls, over the top. Nixon's people act- acted quickly. They urged the South Vietnamese to derail the talks. Through wiretaps and intercepts, President Johnson learned that Nixon's campaign was telling the South Vietnamese to, quote, hold on until after the election. If the White House had gone public with this, inf- with this information, the outrage might have also swung the election to Humphrey. But Johnson hesitated. Quote, this is treason, he said, as he quoted in Ken Hughes' excellent Chasing Shadows, the Nixon tapes, the Chennault affair, and the origins of Watergate. It would rock the world. Johnson stayed silent. Nixon won. The war went on. The October surprise kicked off a chain of events that would lead to Nixon's downfall. Kissinger, who'd been appointed national security advisor, advised Nixon to order the bombing of Cambodia to pressure Hanoi into return to return to the negotiating table. Nixon and Kissinger were desperate to resume the talks that had helped that they had helped sabotage, and their desperation manifested itself in ferocity. Savage was a word that was used again and again in discussing what needed to be done in Southeast Asia, recalling one of Kissinger's aides. Bombing Cambodia, a country the U.S. wasn't at war with, which would eventually break the country and lead to the rise of the Khmer Rouge, was illegal. So it had to be done in secret. The pressure to keep it secret spread paranoia within the administration, 
leading Kissinger and Nixon to ask J. Edgar Hoover to tap the phones of the administration officials. Daniel Ellsberg's Pentagon Papers leak sent Kissinger into a panic. He was afraid that since Ellsberg had access to the papers, he might also know what, what Kissinger was doing in Cambodia. And it goes on, but that's just like a pretty brief synopsis of like exactly just the fucking evil shit and like how many people died just so he could play fucking election games and do like an October surprise mm-hmm. bullshit. That doesn't even talk about what they were doing in Laos at the time. Nor does it talk about the fact that Nixon uh, even entertained the idea of, of um, uh, dwindling the, the U.S. war effort in Vietnam so much that the CIA decided to take him down with Watergate. It also kind of annoyingly makes Lyndon Johnson sound like he had some sort of heart in the matter. <laughs> As though Lyndon Johnson was any better of an individual than any of these other war criminals. Surely he escalated the war even more than Nixon did, right? It's sort of a... There's no right answer to that. I mean, the fact that the war was going on at all. I mean, how many lives are worth dying for cheaper oil, right? Sure. So they're all war criminals. I don't really know if it's that important that we determine that one was that much worse than the other. They all deserve to be hung. Yeah, and the fact that, like, Kissinger is just associated with... Like, on a a bipartisan basis with so many, like... Organ or administrations involved in the wars of decolonization, right? Or the anti decolonization wars from the American perspective. Like, this guy was just good at his job for both parties. Yeah. I mean, Johnson offered him a position, or, and Hubert Humphrey offered him a position in the administration. He just preferred to work with Nixon because he knew that Nixon would give him a shorter leash or a longer leash. You know what's funny, Levi, is that the beginning of that article that I skipped was saying that, um, until 1968, Kissinger had been a Nelson Rockefeller Republican. Though he also served as an advisor to the, State, to the State Department in the Johnson administration, Kissinger was stunned by Richard Nixon's defeat of Rockefeller in the primaries, according to the journalists Marvin and Bernard Kelp. Quote, he wept, they wrote. Kissinger believed Nixon was the, quote, most dangerous of all the men running to have as president. It wasn't though, long, though, before Kissinger had opened a back channel to Nixon's people, offering to use his contacts in the Johnson White House to leak information about the peace talks with North Vietnam. Still a Harvard professor, he dealt directly with Nixon's foreign policy advisor, Richard V. Allen, who in an interview given to the Miller Center at the University of Virginia said that Kissinger, quote, on his own, offered to pass along information he had received from an aide attending the peace talks. Allen described Kissinger as acting very cloak and dagger, calling him from payphones and speaking in German to report on what had happened during the talks. So he just, like, immediately, like, flipped sides and got as slimy as possible and did not care about human life. It was pure self-interest and just, like, all conniving. Like, you cannot be more evil than this guy. Mm. I'm trying to look for some of his positions on Israel-Palestine, which I'm sure, you know, or just, I should just say Palestine, which I'm sure are just amazing. But His positions are actually rather hard to pin down. He never really expressed any consistent view of being pro-Israel. And a lot of his positioning was really just to keep things imbalanced so that they would all still stay in struggle. He's responsible for pulling ammunition from the Israeli military during the Fourth Arab-Israeli War, which allowed Egypt to incur as much as they did during that war. His interest was purely in controlling the situation. His interest was not in any nation-state's interest. Mm-hmm. Is that real politic? I'm looking at the real politic page again on Wikipedia, and they give examples historical of uh, people who practice real politic in world affairs. They list Sun Tzu, 
Thucydides, um, some other Machiavellis in there, of course. Uh, but at the very end, the last one is Mao Zedong. And they say Mao Zedong's three worlds theory is described as real politic by his critics, including Enver Hoxha, who argue that it was not based on a strong ideological grounding and used only to justify rapport, or sorry, rapport with the West. I mean, that's like literally just revisionism versus, um, what do you call it, um, orthodox Marxists, I guess you, they like to be called, the, the ultra-leftists and the fucking, uh, the ultras. Yeah, it's the ultras. I mean, left-com, sorry, left-communists. I mean, I hate the whole, like, you have to kind of give it to them thing, but I think we do have to acknowledge that, like, despite us hating what he did, given his ideology and his activity as a practitioner, he's pretty good at what he did for the wrong people, for the wrong cause, you know? But, I mean, I think we could even look at, we talked about, you know, when the Russia-Ukraine shit all popped off, we said, like, Henry Kissinger actually sounds pretty sane on this. And it's mm-hmm. not from, like, any, like, ideological position that we would agree with or anything like that. He just was much better, I think, at assessing the actual geopolitical situation than anybody we have in a leadership position at this time in this country, which is a scary thought. Yeah, I don't believe he had any real positions in terms of hardcore beliefs. His ideology was a certain level of stability in order for capitalism to function at its greatest efficiency. So he would be anti-war when that called for it, pro-war when it called for it. He didn't really care what the method was. And that stability is looking more and more enviable now in a world that appears to be in such flux at least to some corners. And of course, all of that... I just wonder what weird uh, sex shit he was into. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot written on that, too. It's pretty bizarre stuff. Oh, God. Wasn't there articles about him being like a sex symbol and shit? What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was considered like attractive at one point because I guess power is attractive. I mean, to your point, Nick, like, yeah, we can admit people are very good at being awful people like existing in a world that is built for sociopaths that is made for people who don't care about human suffering in fact who profit off of it and who make their living off of it like yeah henry kissinger was very good at like killing lots of people in the way that is considered legal that doesn't get you locked up for murder because you have other people do the killing for you and you make millions of dollars while you do it like that's not something laudable i mean that's it's just funny how it it can kind of correlate to like a one-to-one thing it's like the better someone does under the system, the more blood they have on their hands. It, it, it's, it's almost like a one-to-one. What did you have, Nat? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Just, uh, I, I just saw that the Harvard Lampoon back in like the 70s did a Kissinger pinup. I don't know if anybody can see it. Oh, my God. Very early <laughs> Photoshop where they put uh, his body on a nude male model and then tastefully covered it. Hmm. No, I mean, here's an article from 2013. Subtitle, Henry Kissinger, sex symbol of the Nixon administration, steps out of his office onto a sun-drenched San Clemente terrace with a cup of black coffee and sits in a white deck chair with legs crossed. Mm. Yeah. Sex symbol. That is fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, there's a notorious... There's a notorious illustration by David Levine of Kissinger having sex with a globe, and it's it's vile. It's um. There's lots of questioning about whether or not it's rape or sex, but it mm-hmm. it's also playing off this idea that he was 
valorized in the media as the sex symbol in the same way that it's been kind of memory hold that Donald Rumsfeld was also a oh, sex yeah. symbol in the yeah. early 2000s, that there's some weird sexual media fixation on these men that are completely amoral and disgusting. Well, Donald Rumsfeld came not from when he was in, in office in the 2000s, but from when he was in office in the 70s. But it carried over into the 2000s. Right, with his that's rapport. like why they brought it up. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there was, the, there was a famous and very serious, like not at all ironic, Newsweek cover of Henry Kissinger drawn as Superman. Just deplorable, like abhorrent, and I hate it. Now, since you mentioned you wanted to know what um, weird sex shit he was into, I just remember vaguely hearing, because it made me angry. It made me angry on so many levels because this guy is just so unattractive, but then also just such a despicable person in his character as well. Like, the fact that this guy, he apparently got laid like a lot. Like, Henry Kissinger's body count in deaths is not only high, but his body count as far as, like, belt notches is also very high. And I'm kind of predicting now that that's going to be, like, a meme on TikTok or something. Like, when people sort of realize who Kissinger is and, like, why we're celebrating. Maybe, like, the Bin Laden letter was. Like, maybe there will be some memes about both of his body counts when they talk about how many people whose deaths he's responsible for. Because I... I specifically remember him bragging about him having slept with a lot of women. Um, And you got to imagine, like, there's got to be some psychology going on there, right? Like, this guy can't have been considered, like, a cool person or an attractive guy growing up. So then he goes on to, what, dominate people as hard as he possibly can? Like, act like a fucking little ghoul who just, like, kills people and then uses power to attract people? It's like... I don't know, it feels like a lot of psychology going on, going on, if you ask me. So there's a quote that I just found on foreign policy. Apparently, Mao in 1973 told him that we have an excess of women and we can give you a few thousand. I don't know if it's actually Thanks. It's on foreign policy, but that's kind of weird. That's one of those ones that I'd like to see a source on. Yeah. That sounds, a very, sounds like a very different Mao from women hold up half the sky. But, or maybe he was worried about our sky, and he's like, "You need someone yeah. to hold it up." I mean, you we were in the midst we of like you. our biggest, like, uh, um, uh, like public push against pollution at the time. Yeah, man, what a fucking night! <laughs> I did not expect this of all things to happen tonight. Right. Mm-hmm. What does that make Jimmy Carter next? Dude, that picture of Jimmy Carter I saw earlier today was depressing. It's like the side by side of him next to that like SpongeBob the worm. SpongeBob. I was like, wow, he looks terrible. Because like the last time I saw Jimmy Carter in a picture, he still looked like a human being. Like he was like, he's building a house. Yeah, I'm like, how is he still doing this? And then it just happens quick, I guess. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> what is he like? Ninety nine. I uh, I texted one of my liberal friends about it, and they were like, well, maybe Trump will be next. I was like, yeah, man, maybe, but like. Guess that's fine. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Doesn't Trump believe that we all have like a battery that we start off with at the beginning of our lives, and like if you it's don't exercise, the best you live thinks. longer? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, so like, <laughs> doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't exercise. He just consumes cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe Henry Kissinger just never like ran in his life, and that's why he lived so long. He's like the characters in Wally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carter is 99. Ooh. Yeah. Can he, I mean, can he outlive him? He's got exactly. a whole year to go. I don't know. I mean, he's got a, he, his birthday is October 1st, so he's got a. Yeah, he's, and he's not looking good. No. 
I mean, he's been on hospice care for so long. Ooh, so he's not even actively trying to stay alive at this point. Damn. <laughs> he's been on hospice for over seven months. This just did people in hospice aren't even trying. <laughs> I mean, that's the definition of hospice. It's no, the end stage around. of life. <laughs> This is this is such a funny way to frame the worst thing you could be doing. <laughs> oh man! I think this one just came as such a surprise to everyone. You know the the. I mean, it certainly got me by surprise. I mean, I don't you know, I, I don't have like a GoPro or a, or a Ring doorbell in his you know bedroom, but like <clears throat> I haven't been keeping up with his sordid affairs. But it really did shock me when it happened. If we could have got that close, he would have been dead a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I guess you're filling in for Brandon tonight, huh? <laughs> Someone had to do it. Oops. Oh, damn. <laughs> I just saw somebody post that, you know, the meme where, like, you know, when Zelensky is, like, frowning and there's, like, Saddam Hussein in, the, in heaven behind him and stuff like that, and Osama bin Laden and all that, was... Uh, 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 Henry Kissinger, but instead of all of the war criminals that he would be with, it was all of his victims smiling, like Ooh. just like like dozens of Asian people like smiling and jeering. God, if only. Henry Kissinger was uh, not him. I don't think for real, but he was on The Simpsons once. He was on Futurama. Yeah, he was there, and he lost his glasses in the toilet, and that's why yes. Homer becomes confused for a smart person. And then they say Henry Kissinger was hospitalized after walking into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Uncritical support for the wall. <laughs> Comrade wall. Incredible. I don't think Kissinger could have picked a, picked a better time, though. Because, I mean, obviously everybody is like, things are pretty dismal right now. People are in a justifiably bad mood. Um, yeah, I mean, it just... We're all still trying to recover from Rosalind Carter's death. Mm. That was a big blow. Dude, I was driving around. Go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying I was so um, oblivious of that that when I like got onto Threads because I won't even go onto Twitter. But when I got onto Threads and saw people like chastising leftists for celebrating, or no, they weren't celebrating Rosalind Carter's death. They were just protesting at her funeral because there's a fucking active genocide, several active genocides going on that we are paying for. And they were protesting those. And she was like, oh, you guys are just as bad as the Westboro Baptist Church. And I was just like, I got to close threads now. I can't be on here either. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, that one was just kind of, like, weird because we were driving around and, like, the flags were at half-mast. And I'm like, why are the flags at half-mast? Like, I don't <laughs> know. That one just, like, didn't really register with me. Yeah, it's the first time hearing about it not because I don't care. I wonder if the McDonald's flag at Guantanamo is going to be at half-mast for Kissinger. Oh, that would be Most fitting. <laughs> I mean, on one hand, I'm surprised there's no, not more hot takes from us tonight. But I mean, what else is there to really like say about the dude? You know, like we're all happy he's fucking dead. But like, I, I don't know. I don't have any hot takes. We know how this. We know who this guy is. We know what he's about. Like the most edgy we can get tonight is about his sex life. I think. Like I don't know. He's just a fucking awful person. I think it also just sort of shocked us into like um it, it shocked us out of our complacency <laughs> you know this is it's wild hopefully it yeah. is like a ending of an era you know maybe it's a little bit of a symbol i think this means palestine will be free yeah did this happen on the anniversary or something did you guys what did you guys say in the chat i missed it hold on 
Just Google today's date on and and click on the Wikipedia link and see what happened. It was something to do with Palestine. I want to say it was like the anniversary Partition. of the division. There it is. Was it? Uh, it's apparently it's the anniversary of the Partition oh, yeah. of Palestine. Palestine will be free. Well, I was feeling good because we just had like a really good like media literacy forum that we hosted locally here and riding high off of that we had a good turnout good conversation and then come back get out of my truck open the phone and kissinger is dead <laughs> incredible the um did henry did kissinger die account on twitter just posted yes at 8 48 p.m tonight <laughs> and uh they followed it up with immediately we would have been running this account for two years tomorrow night this has got to be what meth feels like <laughs> <laughs> Scrolling through um, Twitter account called Henry Kissinger's special place in hell. <laughs> Ouch! Ooh! Ah! That's hot! Ow! Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> Very good for an audio medium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the live Henry Kissinger reaction is just somebody burning in hell. I see. Sorry, I had to click in the group chat there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like I said, Is I mean, I wish I'd like really fucking tired. Just yeah. like, like there was just this absolute rush of adrenaline and whatever the happy chemicals are. I don't know. I haven't had them in so long. And, uh, and, and now it's all like, it's like back to baseline. Oh, you mean we're having a come down? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the most recent episode I did with Evan, I ruined his episode. It's just starting it off. I just brought the whole mood down. I was like, you know, we watch this movie. It's a good movie. I typically watch this movie every year on the holidays. It's a holiday movie, but it just didn't hit the same this year. In fact, all of Christmas is not hitting the same this year because there's an ongoing genocide right now. And I can't do anything <laughs> about it other than pay for it. And that was like how I started off my introduction on his episode. So apologies again, Evan, for doing that. But like, that is, I think what we were all going through, right? It's like, this is, that's why I say this couldn't have come at a better time because it's like the brief pick me up that we all kind of need for going through what we're all going through. Like just having to deal with this like position that we all live in, in the Imperial core of zero ability to do anything about the atrocities that we are complicit in, whether we want to be or not. And, you know, we can dance on Henry Kissinger's grave as much as we want, but he did live to be a hundred fat and happy. Like you guys said, um, hopefully this prompts other people into more direct action that would like lead to more concrete uh, detriment to the war state that we all support, whether we like it or not, but I don't have much hope for that. I feel like this is going to be a lot more backlash from liberals, like you guys are saying, like, how dare you leftists uh, ghoulishly celebrate this war criminal's death, you know? There's going to be a lot of that, I'm sure, but um, I did wish that we had done, that I had, like, done the pre-research and, like, had all of his war crimes listed for just this occasion, but I also know that, like, plenty of more professional and better people are going to do exactly that, and I'm already, like, pre-celebrating, just waiting to... Uh, to see all of those, because I actually was surprised. Like I posted on Instagram before I got here, and a couple people were in the comments like, "What did he? What did he do?" And I was just like, "Oh boy," it was like rubbing my hands together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I got some stuff for you guys? How much time? How much time you got, buddy? Mm. Right. So, can we list any positive things he brought into the world? His death, <laughs> the celebration <laughs> for his demise. I enjoyed the Futurama episode he was on. I think that was actually him. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Which actually makes it better. Also, the one weird factoid I remember about him is that, like, he has a brother who came from the same place, but then purposely 
got rid of his accent. And then he asked Kissinger, like, why didn't you lose the accent? Like, it makes you seem weird. Like, people look at you distrustfully, especially, like, right after World War II, like, having that German accent. And he just, I can't remember, like, how exactly he responded, but it was something arrogant. Like, I shouldn't have to, or just, like, I don't feel like. He just, he just looked down on all of humanity. The guy literally thought he was better than everyone else. And then acted in such a way that, like, he ascended to the heights of power and murder, like, just murder of humanity. And that's what you get. Like, if you have that kind of sociopathic personality, that's what you get in the system. And that's why I just do not feel the slightest bit bad for celebrating this man's death. Like, I will never. I will never. And, like, you can never shame me. Like, you can never liberally shame me for feeling great about this guy's death. Like, I just, I can't accept that. Like, you're just gullible. Like, You know what fucking gets me, right? And I think about this a lot. Even though I, I, I've only seen it a couple of times, uh, you know, they there's this weird like, you know, um, you know, the shitty Nazis from 4chan, like the Kekistan people or whatever that have like the K Nazi flags or whatever. Well, so many of them have these shirts that say Pinochet was right. And I want to ask them, like, do you even know who Pinochet was? Like, what what was he right about? Right. Like. I don't know if we have a lot of, like, writing that Pinochet did. I don't know if, if Pinochet has contributed to any kind of theory or anything like that. I mean, at least with somebody like Hitler, you know, you can go back and read, like, primary documents of what they wrote, right? Like Mein Kampf or something like that. But what philosophy of Pinochet are you putting on your T-shirt? You fucking ignorant troll. You might as well have Milton Friedman on there. You, I mean, that, 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 that would actually knew what they were sense. talking about, yeah. That I just want to be fucking sense. edgy about dropping communists out of helicopters. <laughs> yeah. That's all it comes down to. Because what they're advocating for is like the free markets, right? Like the Chicago yeah. school free markets, right? But that they, I'm sure they'll never know or want to admit that Pinochet actually had to roll back some of the privatization that they had done, when, especially around like the copper industry, right? Because like they were spiraling. Kind of let it all, right, because they were spiraling out of control. It all went to shit really fast. And he actually had to been like, oh no, actually US, I can't, I can't let this all go because my economy is going to shit. It's just I mean, um, infuriating it, in a way that is like, is unique to me. I've, uh, I've taken a long, like a, I've had a long road with the helicopter meme thing because like, I've been countering that for a long time. Like, I didn't know what it was. And the Pinochet thing, like, it really surprised me. Like, when I started saying semi-socialist things, I was just, like, saying Bernie bro things online. And I would get the helicopter meme thrown at me. And I didn't know how to respond to that because once you look into it, you find out what it is. It's just literally brutality. Brutality for, like, no other reason than we've identified this outgroup. We don't like them. We think they're the cause of all the problems. And we're going to murder them because we don't have any way to argue with them. We don't have any way to peacefully deal with them. We're just going to murder them. And then you realize, like... That is the resort of these young men who live in the West, in the U.S., and see it declining right before their eyes. Not only declining, but faster every single day because the response to every crisis is something that will make that crisis worse or create other crises that people can't even foresee. And so their response is like, I feel powerless, so I want to fetishize someone who exercised power in a way that feels forbidden for me to do now. So they fetishize this Pinochet guy who's dropping commies out of helicopters. And my response back in the day was, what, you think we're scared of your helicopter memes? Like, commies, commies kill 200 million people. Like, your, your helicopters <laughs> do not scare us. And because I was doing the same thing as them, like, I was doing just the fetishization of violence and power. And, like, doing a lot of the, the great man theory, too. Like, if you put Stalin up on a pedestal for just murdering fascists or whatever. But if, if you do that long enough, you eventually come to realize, like, there are like authoritarian regimes 
and you can even take it in the direction of saying like your kids my my retort now is like your kids will speak mandarin because like that is the thing that really scares these people the most because they don't actually care about helping humanity they don't actually care about objectively finding the best system that would serve the most humans because if they did they would find communism and then if you actually do seek to find like just an objectively good system of political economy that will help the most people you would say that like the anti-imperialist countries and the like semi-socialist bloc that is uh, rising right now to thwart the U.S. is objectively good, and it's the thing that you would support. But because of like nationalism and xenophobia, that scares the shit out of those people, which is why it's like the ultimate comeback to like the aesthetic view of politics that these people have, which is just, I want to murder people that are not like me. And it's people like they literally, playing, that's, they're all coping with the decline of the West. It's, it's just beautiful to see. Just people playing team sports with ideology for yeah. like, I wrote for this yeah. team because I was born in this town. Yeah, there's no good or bad actions. There's only good or bad teams. Sterling jumped in, and I was ranting so much, he jumped right back out. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> 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 Do you guys want to wrap it up? It's kind of anticlimactic tonight, but uh, like I said, we didn't have a lot prepared. We just wanted to get on here and just celebrate. Oh, Just jerk off over Henry Kissinger's death. <laughs> What's going on, Sterling? <laughs> He's got a robe and a whiskey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's partying. Living in front of life. his board games. <laughs> well, to our dearly departed Henry. Yep. <laughs> Rest in piss, Bozo. Rest in piss. Sterling, we're actually just about to wrap it up. I don't know if you have any like words of wisdom that you want to share with us. Absolutely not. I'm fucking tanked. I have no (laughs) (laughs) on any subject. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, this is fun, you guys. I appreciate it. Certainly, thanks for joining at the last minute. But uh, thank you, everyone. I mean, I just love doing this shit. It's fun hanging out with you guys. I'll (laughs) take any excuse. Fun to be here. Oh yeah. Night, everybody. Adios, paisanos.